0: The enemy is at work presenting us with Ferraris without engines. And God is saying the aesthetics don't matter. What matters is that the car can go. May God, may the king of glory begin to raise people in this land and in this place. That even though on the outside you may not look nice. By the only side, there is a staring up on this inside of you that stands up to say, this is how it ought to be.
1: Life is a journey. And as in every journey, you need a roadmap. Today on Your Roadmap to Success you will receive detailed instructions on how to navigate through life successfully. Welcome to Your Roadmap to Success with author and teacher, Neil Achampon.
0: We ask of you today that as we set your word, that you will speak to us, that you unfold true to our hearts, that you will bring us to a place of greater understanding in your word. Master, speak, for we wait to hear only you. So, Lord, I commit my heart to you. Bring to my mind the things I have studied, O God in my privacy, Lord, that you would use my mouth like the pen of a ready writer, that you write and inscribe on the hearts of your people this morning as we set your word together. We give it thanks and praise, even in Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen. All right, for all of you who are visiting, we have been talking about turning the world upside down. Say that with me. And this morning, I will be speaking on that same subject. Our foundational text is from the book of Acts chapter 17. The apostles have left Philippi because God had used them to do some awesome, powerful things. And then they got to Thessalonica, and the people were afraid of all the supernatural acts that God was using them to do. And so they had spoken to the city official called Jason and others. They have come to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives. And some of the people didn't like it. It's amazing. In our day, it's the same way. Whenever you talk about Jesus, people don't like it. If we talk about soccer, people will be excited. Whatever else, people are happy, except Jesus. But the scripture says, when they looked for them, and they did not find them. They dragged the city official called Jason and other believers. And they said these words. It says, these who have turned the world upside down have come here also. We understood that those who turn the world upside down are the people who do something on purpose to change, to affect, and to influence our world for the better. God did not put you on edge just to get married. Go to work, make money, eat, build a house, and sleep and, and die. If that is who you are, then you have failed. You must affect the world. I said you must what? If we wear Jordan shoes, somebody must wear yours. You cannot walk through life without leaving something behind. Something must happen to this world and it could be traced to you. This is what the apostles did. Last week in our lesson, we understood that whatever caused them to be able to turn their world upside down was because they lived by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we talked about the characteristics of those who turned the world upside down. Today, I want to talk to you about the choices, the choices of those who turn the world upside down. If we're going to turn the world upside down, There are things we must learn to choose. We cannot choose the same thing that everybody else chooses. The first lesson we want to learn this one is that those who turn the world upside down choose to believe that God can reverse the tide and shift the momentum in their favor. God can reverse what? And shift the momentum in their favor. We read about a guy called Mordecai. Mordecai was a government official. Before he became a government official, he was just an ordinary person. Haman, as we read the scriptures, was a guy who did not like the Jews. And so he had some way, somehow, convinced Ah King Ahasuerus so that he would write a decree to simply wipe the entire Jewish race. The scripture teaches us very clearly that Mordecai stands up because he understood That he's a difference maker. Everybody say difference maker. Those who turn the world upside down are difference makers. We make a difference wherever we are. We make a difference in the political arena. We make a difference in the business sector. We make a difference even in ministry. And that is why in this church, we don't follow prophets. We follow God. We make a difference because we read the word of God. Because this is the final rule of authority. All the craziness that happens in churches we don't do. Because we want to make a... Come on, talk to me. We want to make a... It's amazing what Christians follow these days. I've often heard people that when, like our brother passed, and then in a year's time, they will go to the cemetery to pray for him. What kind of foolishness is that? What are you praying for? If the person is already in God's presence, what are you praying for? And if the person was not in God's presence, the Bible says, human beings are likened to a tree. Your prayer will not move it. I'm sorry, this preacher is crazy, a little bit. Because I will challenge you with the truth of God's word. Those who turn the world upside down they choose to believe that God can reverse the way things are going and change it. And Mordecai stood. And the scripture says, he recruited his niece, Esther, and says, Esther, we need to stand up and fight because there is an idiot against the Jewish people. And the Bible says, on the 13th day of Adah, the same day that Haman thought that his plan was going to come into full effect, God turned it around. May God turn something around in your life. But the truth is, why are you waiting for somebody else to become the one God will use? But God is willing to use what? Everybody, including you. Wherever you find yourself, you must learn to choose to believe that God can do it. Martin Luther King was another guy. He saw the trend of black people in America and he says, no, I am not going to keep quiet. I will fight until I see something change. Now, we are not there yet, but has some things changed. There ought to come another person like that from the continent of Africa. And for Europe. And for Asia. And for all the continents of the world. People who rise up and say, we are tired with the status quo. Something must Change. You can do the same for your family. Margaret, understand something. You can rise up and say, I will believe God and shift the momentum in my favor. Most often when one person out of their family is gone, things begin to change. But I pray that God will use you, that you become an instrument. And then when people look around, it will be as if nothing has actually been lost. Because God can use you also. Not just her, but you. Can somebody rise up and says, have you seen that in a family sometimes when people get to 30 years, they die? Or sometimes it's 40 years. And sometimes it's 50. And then you realize you are getting close and you're afraid. And you are seeking for people. Today, I pray that you will rise up and tell yourself, this ain't going to happen. In the family where I was raised, my grandmother died from colorectal cancer. My uncle died from colorectal cancer. My mother died from colorectal cancer. And it always begins with a person bleeding from behind. And then, 2018, I was bleeding from behind. So what is the natural conclusion? That I'm going. I decided to put up a fight. And the fact that I'm talking to you this morning means it never happened. And I've made a declaration that nobody in my family will ever go through that route. Somebody ought to stand up and tell themselves, I am willing to change. Not, if not just the immediate world around you, the entire world. May God make you that person. I said, may God make you that person. Nelson Mandela is another example. He stood up for black South Africa and says that apartheid must be killed. You know, if all of us understood that we are not in the world just to eat and die, just to go to work and make some money, but God has put you here to make a difference. If everybody did his part, this world would be a good place. And today, when you walk out of this place, tell yourself, I am a difference maker. Everybody raise your right hand and say this after me. I am a difference maker. In every arena of life that I find myself. Amen. Amen. The second lesson that I want us to learn is that those who turn the world upside down, they choose to be counted among those who will stand to preserve the testimony of God. They are willing to make sacrifices so that the testimony of God on the earth can stand. We live in a day and a time where many things are happening and the testimony of God is being downtrodden. But there's one thing I am certain and sure of. God never fails. At the end, he will win. But he's always going to use a human being. Is anybody here today who will say, I will stand to make sure that the testimony of God is preserved on the earth. Those who turn the world upside down, when the apostles were called that, They stood to make sure that the testimony of God was preserved on the end. Amen. We read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You all remember those three dudes? What did they tell? Now, let us go to the book of Daniel because I want us to read the story. Most of the time we read stories, but I will will help you put the story into a modern contest. Are you ready to go? All right, turn with me to the book of Daniel, chapter 3. I'll read from the New King James. It says, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold. Everybody say image of gold. Do you realize that we are living in a system of image? It's about photos. It is about videos. It is about everything that shows humanity. We have become what I call addicted to self and allergic to God. We are an image sensory society. So we make decisions based on how it looks. The aesthetics. Instead of looking at the principle. Nebuchadnezzar said, I have set up an image of gold. Whose height was 60 cubits and then all the stuff. And it says, it's in the province of Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar's son were to gather all the satraps and administrators and the governors. Please pay attention. The satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image. There is a system. I call it the Babylonian modern day system. A system that precedents. A system that magistrates, you read it. A system that police officers, a system that those who are leading in many places, they have all subscribed to. But would you be the one to stand up and say, as long as this system does not glorify Jehovah God, I dare to defy it. Only two people were clapping their hands. Because the rest of you are afraid to defy the system. I pray that you will keep coming to this place. Because I will make you to become an individual. Who says the system must not be allowed to continue. Now you need to be very caught. Co- pay attention to how our kids are being drawn along. The way things are going. The next 10 years. Where do you think your kids will be? Come on, let's be honest. What do you think they will be? What have they been introduced into? Anything that looks nice on the outside is acceptable. You and I know that's not true. If I put three cars here right now, I put a Ferrari here that looks good but with no engine, and I put some old Datsun. You all know Datsun? You're old enough to remember Datsun? The one we used to make taxis out of? With a Datsun in here. That is all painted with an engine in it. That is new. And we'll put. What was the last one? I don't want to get into trouble with Germans. So let's not do Volkswagen. I think I'll get into trouble with, with, with Japan. So let's do Toyota. And I ask you all to choose you tell me which one would you choose? Because the Toyota looks dirty, right? But it works. Let's be honest. Which one would you choose? Everybody says Ferrari because we have become an image-driven society. By the time you choose it, sit in it, put a key in it, try to crank it, and then you realize it's not starting. Until you're wondering. Can this be a Ferrari? Then you get up. Open the hood. Look in there. No engine. The enemy is at work. Presenting us with Ferraris. Without engines. And God is saying. The aesthetics don't matter. What matters. Is that the car can go. May God. May the king of glory begin to raise people in this land and in this place, that even though on the outside you may not look nice by the inside, there is a staring up on this inside of you that stands up to say, this is how it ought to be. The book of Nebuchadnezzar sets up the system. The Bible says all the officials in the system had bowed to it. Look at verse 3. So the sceptras and the administrators and the governors and the counselors and the treasurers and the judges and magistrates and all the officials, all the officials, the senators. The member. I told you I'm bringing the, the verse into more than tense for you. The senators. Hmm? The members of the house. Members of the judiciary. White House. They are part of it. They set up the image. Hmm? Everybody. Pastors. Canons, archbishops, everybody is bowing to the system. And there is a system in place today that many are bowing to it. And God is counting on you to be a Shadrach. God is counting on you to be a Meshach. God is counting on you to be an Abednego who will stand up and say, we don't bow to just anything. We only bow to Jehovah God. Then Herod cried out, Woo, to you it is commanded, O oh people, nations and language, that at the time you hear the sound. Everybody say hear the sound. Wow. Say that again. Hear the sound. Yes. What sound are you bowing to? Because any time there is sound or a music and you dance to it, you are bowing to the kingdom that controls the music. What is wrong with this song nothing except that there is a kingdom that has put the song in place how many of you know that today read articles and read magazines and you would understand that when they when 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 movie directors set and they are putting movies together before they sit, some of them were in can stuff so that the movie will make impact no wonder they raise millions When Christians come to church and they have to give $1, they cry. I won't give it so that the pastor will eat. Don't worry about me. I'll make my money and eat. But if they are financing lies with millions and we are financing truth with $2, you tell me who will go further. Yet we claim we are the people of God. You cannot be the people of God that way. If they find us evil with millions the church must finance its work with millions but no millions going to the pocket of the pastor that's not what i'm talking about in other words we take god's word and we say there no, we are on this channel and on that channel and on that channel when they mute us we move to the other one let's continue at that time when you hear the sound of the, one, of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the sautery, and in symphony with all kinds of music, all kinds of music, you shall fall down. All kinds of music, all kinds of music, you fall down and worshiping. What the image of gold that the king Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Hmm. Fast forward, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego sends a message and go tell Nebuchadnezzar. When you go, just tell them that this three dudes says they ain't bowing. And the king calls them and said, boys, you know I like you. Right? So they're going to play the music again. We're just going to give you another chance. How about you bow? And then they said, Nibu, don't worry about that. Because we ain't going to bow today not tomorrow. It takes those who look at the bigger picture to be able to see it. Because if it's just music, we have to bow to. What is the issue? But those who see beyond and know what the enemy is doing, they will know that it is more than music. There is a bowing to an image that is not the image of God. There is a bowing to a kingdom that is not the kingdom of God. There is a bowing to things that are not from God. Amen. Those who turn the world upside down are people who are saying the testimony of God in the end is always going to stand. There's another dude we can talk about. He's called Daniel. If you look at Daniel chapter 1, I will start reading from verse 1 to verse 8, so we can put it into context. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. In other words, he captured it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, and some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasury house of the house of his God. Then king instructed Aspenas, the master of his enochs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants, some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had the ability to serve the king's palace, whom they might teach. Please pay attention. Who they might teach what? The language. And the literature is the arts It's symbolic of culture so he says we're going to choose these guys from the jewish land who we have taken as captives we will change their language then we would change their culture come on go with me because i want you to understand something god in his wisdom says if you will be part of his kingdom and his kingdom will come on earth How do you grow a country? Anybody? How do you grow a country? You grow a country by increasing their population. The more people who speak the language, understand the literature of that language, and eat the food from that place when they gather in an area. So you will notice that land does not define a country, even though it ought to. This is why we have Chinatown. But we are not in China. Because the people who have congregated in that part of the land, even though they are in the United States, they speak the language, they continue in their literature and culture, and they eat their food with chopsticks. And when they are in larger numbers in that vicinity, we call the place Chinatown. Have you heard about Ghanatown? because we are dispersed we don't come into an area what I want to show you is that pay attention that whenever you want to raise a group of people from a a particular place language is important literature is important and then what they eat is important Nebuchadnezzar said when you get these guys Daniel was one of them change your language Change their culture. Their literature. And then they came to the final part. Their food. Let's look at what Daniel did. Because he says. You take our language. We didn't say nothing. You literally struck down our culture. We didn't say nothing. Now you want to take. Our food. eh. <clears throat> why because he's pretty much changing who they are read with me let's see everybody go all the way down to verse 8 if you can read with me from the screen please shall we go but Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the Enoch that he will not define himself. Did you just understand what we just read? Daniel says, you've taken two of the elements that makes us who we are. You're about to take the third one. Your intent is to change our identity. Some of you eat mac and cheese. Where I come from, we eat fufu. Then all of a sudden, you are taking all those things that define who we are. And Daniel said, no, 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 no. We gave you the language. We gave you the literature. But you will not take the third element of what defines who we are. Daniel was drawing a line in the sand. And the time has come that those who turn the world upside down will draw a line in the sun that you cannot change our identity. God made you. And he says, I have put my image on you. Don't let the world change that. Don't let the world change that. Thirdly. Before we go to that, let me talk about David. Put up on the screen for me 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 29. We're still dealing with the fact that the testimony of God on the earth must be what? Preserved. And those who are able to preserve it like Daniel, like Shadrach, like Meshach, and Abednego, they drew a line in the sun and said, you will not change our identity because we are who we are, because Jehovah made us who we are. Are you understanding me? Uh, David had come. To the battlefront. When he got there, he realized that Goliath was up there and the guy was talking nonsense. The entire army, they were afraid. And if you read history, you will understand that David was about 16, 17 years old. He shows up there and he says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is defying the armies of the living god and everybody is quiet who is this a uh, uh, movie we're making an application now who is this song who are these things that have been brought and everybody is bowing to it i pray that you will become like david rise up on the inside And when David asked the question, the Bible says, his big brothers came to him and said, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. You talk too much. You talk too much. And David gives them an answer here. Verse 29. David said something very, very important. The Bible says, and David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Because Jehovah's name is being blasphemed. Those who turn the world upside down, they stand for a cause. There is a reason for which you were born on earth. You are not born to eat and die. There is a reason. There is an assignment. There is something important that God made you for. I pray that you will see it. I said, I pray that you will, you will see it. And David said, the only reason I'm asking these questions is because there is a reason. The name of Jehovah is being defamed. Who will stand up for the testimony of God? You all know the rest of the stories. The things I said to Saul. Saul hears it. Bring the boy around. And he asks him, you're only a little boy. How are you going to face somebody who is a champion? And David said, the same God that delivered me from the mouth of, of the lions and the poor. The same God. The same God. The same God. That same God. He's going to cause me to rise. And to, and today I want to encourage somebody in a house. Say with me, the same God. Same God. Say that with me, the same God. same God. If God delivered you one time, that's enough. Whatever it is that stands in front of you, even if it's a champion... Because some problems are champions. Uh, mama tried it. Grandpa tried it. Great-grandpa tried it. Everybody has tried it. I just told you my story. It killed many. But when it got to me, I said, it stops right here. You are able to make that happen. And I pray that as we talk about those who turn the world upside down, there's going to be some standing up. Not physically, but on the inside of you. That's says, You stop right here, right now. Are you understanding me? David said there is a cause. And the cause is because that dude is defaming the name of Jehovah. Many people claim they're Christians. They walk into churches and they watch politicians and newscast people defame the name of God. And they don't say anything. When you hear that they are voting on an issue, you don't even go to find out. Title IX was just passed in the state of Maryland. What is it doing? Do you even know? Some of you are like huh? Because you are just watching things happen. Here, we make things happen. Thirdly, those who turn the world upside down choose to believe that beyond human reasoning and the way things used to work, they choose not to put limits on God. Raise your right hand and say this after me. No limits. Come on, say that again. Let's say it for the last time. Never put limits on God. Never. I have seen enough.
1: Never. Not.
0: Don't put limits on God. How many of you believe that a warrant has been issued by a judge? For somebody to be arrested. And then immediately we say, It shall not be so. And those who came to serve the warrant says, I think we made a mistake. We are sorry. The doctor gives his verdict. I think it's over for you. Then after so many weeks, we are still around. People will say you will not amount to anything. Then after a couple of years, they look around and said, what really happened? Why? Because we chose not to put limits on God. When you decide not to put limits on God, it does not matter your situation. God is going to come through for you. The problem is we worry too much about how it's going to happen. We are too smart for ourselves how is God going to do this? I have four kids. My little girl. Never worry about how I am going to find the money to buy something. She shows up. He says, that here is the list. I'm showing you how she does it. She puts the head away like that and give it to me. And I said, honey, I'm standing here. You don't need to communicate with me On paper. He says, but that's how we communicate. I said, I'm not dead. I'm alive. You go by my generational standards. We talk. We don't text. I'm not reading it. Talk to me. She puts her list down and does not worry. How I'm going to get it. Why are you worrying how God will sort it out? Yet you call him your father. And any time I receive the list, I know my kid has confidence in me. So I provide for the list. So when it's time for her to come again, she comes with full force. Daddy's going to make it happen. How much more? You claim that God Almighty is your Daddy. Hand him over the list and do not worry. Never put limits on God. Never. Never. You tell him, ask for daddy. <laughs> He's going to come through. If you are sick in your body, don't put limits on God. Never put limits on God. Are you understanding me? I said, never. Some of you are in shock. Which world does this guy live in? I live in the same world as yours. Information is powerful. It depends on what, the way you're thinking. I walk into certain circles and I demand some things. Because I know it's my right. Are some things are our right? So you go and you demand it. Amen. The book of Jeremiah chapter 32, we'll read two verses and I would try and bring my message to a close. Jeremiah 32, let's look at the 17th verse. Jeremiah 32 and then verse 17. The prophet says something. He says, are you there, Jeremiah 32, 17? He says, ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm." There is nothing too difficult for you. How many things are difficult for God? Come on. Come on. Come on. It includes your sickness. It includes a terminal illness. There was a lady from Brazil. That I get a phone call to go pray for in the hospital. Her pastor had given up on her. You know, when we pray, God still reserves the right to answer or not. But because it's not because he reserves a right, so we would choose not to pray. Because the Bible says there was a time a king prayed and God changed his mind. I walked into that hospital room and I closed the door and I locked it. And he said, Pastor Neil, you here. I said, Yeah, I'm here. He says, some people are telling me I can be healed. And I said, that's a lie. Let God make that choice, not mere mortals. So we began to pray. We began to pray. And this lady was standing up. When prayer began, we worshipped in that hospital room. And they were all banking the door, bringing security to open the door. Because I ain't going to open the door until the miracle takes place. I turned to the door and I said, may an angelic host hold that door. Until we see victory. She stood up on her feet. Then we opened the door. And they came in. And the monitors were buzzing right. And I walked out quietly. And I said, glory be to God. Never put limits on God. I said, never do one. Put limits on God. Fourthly, those who turn the world upside down, they choose to see possibilities where people only see problems. Change the statistics for your family. Did you hear what I said? Some of you have certain statistics. Your family, everybody is brilliant. From my father's side, Canon, The people are smart up here, but they are poor. I am not in denial of what I see, but I am always saying that those things will not overpower me. The Bible says this is the victory that comes, overcomes the world. What is it? Our faith. So I made a decision. And anybody who went to school with me would tell you that I have a little bit up here. But then I saw no money wants to come my way. I said, ah. me, my Canaan is right here. We all enjoy together before we go to heaven and enjoy more. Learn to see possibilities. When others are only seeing what? Problems. It's not possible. It is not possible. It cannot be done. Says who? I love it the way Nigerians say. Hooray. Those who turn the world upside down, they choose to see persecution comes with progress, and as a result, they will be undistracted. You know, most people when they are functioning, they allow the persecution, the talk, the critics to put them down. If I allowed people to put me down, we will never buy this property. I had people, yeah. Don't like them. You know, some of these preachers from Africa, they are crazy. He's trying to take people's money. Did I even do fundraising? You tell me. Here in this place, we don't do that. God knows how to pay his bills. You start going to school to be an accountant. People will look at you. You don't look like an accountant, Abby. What are you doing? You tell them and ask them. How does accountants look like? If you will make progress, people will persecute you. Have you seen anybody talk about somebody who is a nobody? When you hear people talk about you, it means your status has gone up. Who criticizes average? It is the thing that is above average that is seen by all. So people begin to talk about it. When we began this ministry, we began it day one at my basement. Day two, we were not more than five, but I took it out of the basement into a hotel. Some of the people told me, why not have it in a school? I said, I'm going to teach you how to make money and become better. And I put it in a school. What kind of message is that? So we'll go to a hotel, we'll pay the bills. So we'll know how rich people pay bills. We have never been in a school. Move from one hotel to another hotel. I remember somebody asked me, how are we going to pay those bills? I said, that's none of your business. I got a daddy. He said, but I know your father. You didn't even see him. I said, that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about my father in heaven. He pays his bills. When we were buying our first building downtown. <laughs> I look at the size of the congregation. When I approached the bank, the bank says, you don't have the numbers to be able to make the note. And I told those people there, I would love to meet the entire loan committee. So I went there and they said, Pastor, you have a presentation to make? I said, yeah. I asked God to reveal some things about two of them. Who are the troublemakers? So I gave the word to them. And I said, huh? You knew that? I said, mm hmm. The one who showed me says, I need that money. Long story short, we bought it. Long story short, we buy this. Don't let nobody stop you because they talk. People, they talk. And they will not stop. And I've taught you this before. Even when you were dead. And they put you in state. They still won't keep quiet. When they are passing by. Huh. It doesn't look like her. It does Human beings, we talk. Just counted that it is part of the process. Because if you are going to make it, people will. Mm-hmm. Now move on. Haven't you tried to keep your marriage by being nice and then try to, ladies, it's you I'm talking to and you, and you want to love your husband and you want to give him everything and then the other ladies will look at you and say, oh. the only reason your marriage is working and they are talking is because your marriage is working. Theirs ain't working. That's why they want to talk you out of it. Persecution, those who turn the world upside down, they see persecution as part of the process. What happened to the apostles? The Bible said they will whip them, And they will come back and rejoice because they saw that persecution was part of the process. If you will ever make it anywhere, do not be afraid of those who talk. Are you hearing me today? Those who turn the world upside down choose to partner with God in private to serve with power in public. Those who turn the world upside down choose to position themselves by purpose and principles and not by passion alone. Can I address this one and then we'll close? Is it okay if I did address that? Those who choose to turn the world upside down, those who do that, they position themselves by purpose and what? Principles. Purpose and principles are finding the word of God. Please say this after me. God has my best interest at heart. There is no way God will screw you up. No way. There is no way God will screw you up. So if God says something in his word, just take it. Are you with me? If God says this is how it ought to be done, believe him. Who made us? Who made us? Ah. So we didn't come from under a rock. I've often heard those arguments. How in the world if God is real, how is it that he is not part of his creation? Who made his phone? It's an iPhone. Who made his phone? Apple. Let's go back to Steve Jobs. He started this. 3G. Mm-hmm. How do you expect Steve Jobs... To become part of this phone. Now you tell me. Because sometimes we ask questions and we think we are too smart. But the Bible actually calls us foolish. How do you expect the manufacturer of this phone to become part of the phone? If the phone wanted to try and understand the manufacturer, would this phone be able to? You will never be able to understand God. And God can never become part of his creation. He's outside of his creation. And you must understand that this God one day will judge all of us, including me. So we ought to live our lives accordingly. So if God said something in his word, go with it. Are you guys understanding me? Young people don't fit in. You have a different name. I tell my kids all the time, what is your last name? But daddy, we saw so, so, and so. I said, what is their last name? When they finish, I said, what is your last name? I said, where I come from, we don't do that. When you become an adult, you want to go your own way, that's fine. But right now, that is me. Who put food on the table for you? No way. But I thank God over time they have come to see it. Let us learn to live by principle in the Word of God. God will never screw you up. If God says you can't have something, you can't have it. If God says you can't have somebody else's husband, If God says that you are a guy, you are a guy, you can be a girl. If God says you have money, you have money. And I don't care who says you don't have money. If God says you are his child, you are his child. And no matter who says what, that is not gonna come to pass. You ought to understand, if says you can't have it, you can have it. Thank you. In fact, I'm a married man. My wife is very beautiful. But sometimes, when I see other women, oh, it, it's not news to her. Me, I don't hide my stuff. And you all, men, trying to, but you know, you know. Then you see another woman, ah, Yehovah Hey, hey. And you all ladies too. See some guy? You see, most of us, we have one pack. <laughs> you see this guy, and he's all bulky, and he's got all that, and then your husband is like me. You go home, and he says, Honey, you should be doing this. You should be doing something about this. You should be doing... <laughs> You be doing something about this. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you are desiring somebody. God says you can't have it. Come on, talk to me. God says you can't have it. You can have it. See, the problem with most of us is that we live life only based on our passion. How you feel. If God says you can't have it, You just can't have it. It's just that simple. So let us not live life based on how we feel. You live it based on if God defines something, he has already defined it. As I close this morning, I do believe you have in you what it takes to turn your immediate world around you. You cannot turn the world around until... You stand up for some things in your own life. Some of us, there are things we are struggling with. There are things we are dealing with. So Today, come to Jesus because he will help you to turn your own well around. Let us pray. If you all do me a favor, grab the hand of the person sitting next to you, squeeze it gently. I'm whispering in your ear, I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to pray for them and say, Lord, help them to live their life based on principle of the word of God, not their feelings. Shall we pray? Come on, talk to the Lord. Let heavens hear you. Let heavens hear you. Speak to him. Talk to him. Tell him, Lord. It is you, only you. Tell him about your struggles. It is common to the human experience, but we are well able because his spirit will work in and through us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we want to turn the world upside down for him. I hear thy welcome call that calls
1: me on to
0: thee, for
1: oh. cleansing precious If you're here
0: this morning and you say, preacher, I want you to pray with me because I want to receive Jesus. Please stand right where you are. Everybody else and with their eyes closed. Ah, I am coming, Lord. Ah, coming unto Lord thee. Wash me, cleanse me by your blood. Wash me, drink, cleanse me, me by your blood that flows. Lord, oh, yeah, <laughs> Lord. Oh, Lord, oh, me, Lord.
1: I am coming, Lord.
0: I lay to you. Wash me, cleanse me by your blood.
1: Wash me, cleanse me
0: by the blood in that flows on the cup. Father, I thank you that you have reminded us that you place us on planet Earth for a purpose. And our purpose is to fulfill your mandate. But our immediate world ought to change. And we can believe you by not putting limits on you so that you can change that. May you help us this day to live, to please you, and to walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us on this spiritual encounter. Need more help? Text radio to 301. 301- 696-8555 or visit us on the web at covenantfamilychapel.org You may also visit us at one of our in-person services on Sundays at 10 a.m. and discover the difference that the kingdom of God makes. Like up on social media, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Covenant One Family.